Hello and welcome to another Mad Axeman List special podcast. This is an IDLG version 4 special and it's even more special because we're looking at lists which have been used in an actual competition. So from the three T's in York, which happened quite recently, the we're looking at the lists in the top three places and then also another couple of lists which, which the three of us also used as well. Um, so you're looking forward to seeing Bosphorans, Thracians, Late Imperial Romans, Parthians and also the Nobardes, Blemian Nobardes, but definitely the Nobardes, which I think we all know by now won the list. So sit back as I'm joined by the regular contributors, Dave and Richard, for another ADLG list pod. This means war. Well, look, welcome everybody to another, um, although very different, I guess, from from the last eighteen months, Army List special podcast, and we're going to be looking at five podcasts with our our regular two guests, Richard and Dave here. But the unique thing about these, I think, possibly unique since we started doing these, is we're looking at five lists that have actually been used in a real competition on the tabletop, and we sort of know how how well they performed as well. Um, so the, the competition in question was the three T's up in York, the first ADLG competition since lockdown kind of stopped in the UK. And, and the list that we're going to be looking at are the top three, and then also another um, couple of lists from, from the three of us. And the mathematically inclined amongst you will realise that that probably means that one of the three of us finished in the in the podium positions and the other two didn't. And um, so that does mean we've got quite an eclectic range of lists to look at as well, which which should make it interesting. And some of them worked and some of them didn't. We're not necessarily going to chat about the competition itself. That That's probably for another podcast. But this is just really digging into the lists that were used, um, whether they worked, how they worked, what what we think of them. And, and again, our second ever podcast on on version four lists as well so without further ado we will we will start at the the lowest final place um list which is mine which was a, a thracian list now I've, I've got this up on screen for the guys to share here and um i think both of you have have played against it in a in a practice game um as well um the the way the list was put together um yeah across the three commands I ended up with um, one command which was sort of designed to sit on a flank and neutralize or beat other people's um, mounted commands. And this was a Roman type period. So so my theory was the mounted commands wouldn't necessarily be that strong. And that was two elite heavy cavalry nobles, one medium cavalry, two light cavalry javelins. So you've got a, a five wide stretch out to the flank probably a bit better or, or as good as most other people's cavalry thing there and then my usual trick of two heavy spearmen hoplites these are the mercenaries that are allowed in the adrician thracian option um a javelinman really because you do sort of feel like you need someone else there whether a javelinman's the right thing is a question and a light infantry javelin to screen the hoplites the the second command uh, was the main one really a brilliant general because you only get three command points in the thracians the first one had competent Five warriors. I went for the medium swordsman turned a cutter. That's that's the Thracian's trick, so why not do it? Um, this sort of half-hearted other cavalry wing, one medium cavalry, um, two light cavalry javelin, then two javelin men, just to, to break it up a bit, give you a bit of shooting from the five medium swordsmen, and a light infantry javelin and a light infantry slinger. 
and then in the final command which is where i stuff the four permitted elite hillmen that you can have in the adrician list without taking an ally so i i dithered about taking those as um impe as impetuous foot but in the games that i tried it they'd just been too difficult to control so i took them as medium swordsman elite which gave me nine of the medium swordsman um, a saving, I guess, of nine points on version three. So, so one and a half of those were free. Um, another, sorry, tenth, another medium swordsman to make this command up to five, just just to make it a little bit wider, and a light tree slinger to screen them as well. Um, and it ended up, you know, slightly above mid table, but but obviously struggled quite a lot against cataphracts over the course of the competition. But um, but you guys have both played it. Um, I, I certainly found it an interesting list to use and i i suspect i was getting better at it by the end but but whether it was you know whether it was genuinely competitive i'm i'm not sure whether it was just giving my um, my opponents interesting challenges um i don't know what what do you guys think i i think as i think you've already mentioned it's probably its biggest achilles heel which is um you know it's really going to struggle against counterfracts and in a competition where you know there's always going to be quite a few armies which have six or eight counterfracts that gives you a big section of the table that that it's hard for this army you know even if you manage to sucker them into a pocket and hit them on the flanks medium swordsmen are a base factor of zero against cataphracts so even hitting them on the flanks it's a challenge yeah um, no, i think that was the, the thing even even when you did start to overlap them you can neutralize the armor with the the medium swordsman but but you just spend all your points just running away from cataphracts where there were where there was a couple um i felt i could kind of deal with them and, and yes. stick something in their face but but i did wonder about uh, my, my big question on it was always that the medium cavalry and the two light cavalry on the let's call it the opposite flank to my anti-mounted flank where there's usually quite a lot of terrain or that there's not usually two open flanks on a table the way the terrain kind of falls and um and i did wonder i, I came out of the competition wondering whether those three things might have been better sort of being swapped out for medium spears and just make it a, a we're going in terrain um and medium spears are my answer to mounted option but I, I didn't see too many medium spears in in the competition, but they might have been better than than that other thing that sort of gave me a command and control challenge because they always had to have their own pips and and find some empty space on a bit of table where normally the rest of the command was looking for for terrain to hide in. I wonder though. I I think you can have four medium cavalry in that, that list. Yeah, and and I, I would almost be tempted. To go the other way and have all four only because of cataphracts and you know mm. this this was a roughly 200 to 375 200 bc to 375 ad competition so you know mostly the mounted you're facing are cavalry and cataphracts and because the medium swordsmen have a base factor of zero against cataphracts and the medium cavalry have a base factor of one if you can, but the medium swordsman can run away at three from the cataphracts. If you've got three or four medium cavalry hanging around to hit the side of the pocket, 
it's much more of a threat. And so the cataphracts don't want to pursue you as much. And that allows you more time to beat up the rest of his supporting forces. And, and I've been looking at this quite a bit myself in, in, in list design. I, because they're so cheap at seven points, I, I, as long as you've got something in front of them to screen them from bow fire, I think they can be, be more useful sometimes than a medium swordsman, particularly now that, that they're effectively plus two if they hit something on the flank. Yeah, um, no, that's, that's... I, I think it's something worth considering for a mainly medium foot army. Yeah, actually, yeah, it may well have been that the two light cavalry were the problem. That um, you know they they just didn't really have a role. Um, I'm trying to think whether there's six cavalry allowed, and I've already upgraded two to the noble elite, um, or, or whether the list just has four two, cavalry. I think in the Adrisians, two nobles yeah. plus one to four mediums. I was okay. So there's possibly a couple more mediums. So maybe even go the other way then. And um, Dave, you you played this again, and um, what what are your thoughts on it? The, the, the version you used when we played, you didn't have the spearmen, the, the hot flights. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. I think it does stiffen it up quite considerably. Um, yeah, I, I did find myself wondering whether even having the hoplite ally, just to get even a few more of them, might have, um, you know, to have four or five might even have been a better um option or a different well no it would have given it a different dimension and then and the other the obvious other way is to to go really late and have the romans but but i just wanted to put a lot of thracians on table um yeah, with this one so go thracian go thracian uh, yeah exactly i think the roman <clears throat> ally is just a bit of a dither isn't it and it's yeah. an expensive dither which is going to suck up a lot of points getting those legionaries into the army the, the problem with the Greek ally is you can't have the two-handed weapon medium sword because you can only have the ally before 357. Oh, right. Oh, so that's a no-no then. Okay. Yeah. That would be a bit of a problem. That, that means you're, you're taking not even the Thracian army. You're just taking what? Normal swordsman? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. You'd have to be quite brave to take that then. I'm, I'm probably not that brave then. You'd end up with the impetuous elite instead of the... Yeah. And they were just too hard to control. Okay. So... Um, I don't My know if it's wrong. With this list, would be to have. I I I I'd be tempted to do what you did with the um, the Gallic the Gallic army, the uh, Galatian army, and yeah. put all the cavalry together into one wing. We, you're right. In this competition, other than the cataphracts in mass, most of the other opponents aren't gonna. Although we'll see Richard's army's got a lot of cavalry in it. No, you know, against a Roman army, the Romans are only going to have four cavalry. So I think you could. My my temptation is always to have a cavalry wing and try and secure the other wing with medium foot. It can go wrong. It did go wrong in this competition, but I'd hope to you know, and that way you can mass the cavalry, and that way you can pin them and slip past them somehow. So I'm, yeah, maybe, I, I think I think that's maybe the takeaway, isn't it? It's it's not always necessary to have cavalry on both wings because if you end up with a penny packet um particularly with this list you so much wanted a lot of terrain that, that one wing always could be covered by terrain in itself and then the cavalry actually struggled to find space to operate um or certainly the light cavalry struggled to find space to operate so it's it's not necessarily thinking as a cavalry wing it's thinking of the medium cavalry as a um, either, yeah, shift a few, shift one or two of them over to strengthen the other cavalry wing and make that absolutely dominant, 
or keep a couple as as reserves and gap fillers and flank hitters to exploit something rather than just seeing it as a as a kind of skirmishing cavalry wing because there's possibly other ways of other ways of doing that and maybe putting you know if you've got the four like cavalry javelin together they become a real exciting entity in themselves especially with the new pinning laws which Julian used to very very good effect <laughs> which I've, I've learned something very very powerful this weekend oh good okay well look that's that's the threshers then So look, second list, and um, again, you know, a, a quiz for the mathematically inclined. The fact that we're working upwards and then we're going with Dave's, um, it's probably given away that Richard ended up um, troubling the engravers this weekend. But but Dave, you you were one of the many people who took Roman lists um, in this Romany type period. And, and I guess a lot of them were all about integrated light artillery being the new toy. But you took the late Imperial Roman list and um and even shoehorned a strategist into it and got it up to a, a reasonable size so you know talk us through through this Let, run us through what's in each of these commands um well i think you know you, you, with the roman late roman army you've got all the toys you could ever want you've got the legionaries elite in any format you want whether you want them with rear support or armor or whatever you've got cataphracts you've got heavy cavalry impact you've got excellent medium foots the, the issue really is is which toys do you take in which combination and how do you pay for it um mm. the issue i find with this army is the late Roman is you're only allowed two legionaries elite you're only allowed two cavalry elite so it's not a case of like how you're going to it's you know how are you going to shoehorn and where are you going to give yourself the impact the cavalry wing i've got there i found wasn't powerful enough on so this was so you had a um yeah. a heavy cavalry impact elite um with a general yeah. you had a heavy cavalry impact elite so two of those two heavy cavalry just vanilla two light <clears throat> cavalry javelin and a light cavalry bow so so that's four wide of heavy cavalry and two of them are about as pointy as it gets yeah i think if you're gonna my my modern my yeah, modern my latest version of these this is I think if you're going to go with light horse and cavalry together, you need to have at least three light horse. And again, the Roman late Roman list is, is limited to two light cavalry javelin, or else I've gone with three. So the bowman's in there to make that. I think two is fine, but you'll get overwhelmed by someone else. Um, and then the issue I had was the heavy cavalry at the moment really suffer against light horse. If you fight a light horse javelin, if you take a hit from shooting against light horse and then charge into a light cavalry javelin, you're fighting on evens. And as Julian demonstrated, he six one me and kill me. He shoots me with one <laughs> one. Okay. So, then... so the downside of this army is it's susceptible to six ones, right? I'm, yeah, I'm not exactly. sure I'm buying that as a thing. So so your your cavalry wing you think's a bit light. Then you've got your gut moving up the page, you've got yeah. your auxiliary wing, which is three auxilia. Um You've got one with an embedded general. Wow, wait, you're in. Um, who's elite? You've got another one who's elite, and then you've got another one, one who's vanilla, and then a couple of bowmen as well. So it's five strong. Three of them have got um, impact. Two of them are elite. Two of them are bowmen. So had because you know, that that's either very strong. Well, I, I guess that's very strong against some armies. Um, but I'm thinking 
my thracians would love to meet that but that's what yeah. they're sort of designed to do what i wanted to do with that i mean i wanted some flexibility if there was a wing which was um terrain based that could hold us a terrain wing but in actual fact i want that command as much as possible to work with the cavalry and i want to use the pips from that command to get the bowmen round the cavalry and do my usual trick of getting them onto the wing to support the light horse if possible that didn't come off really at all in this competition i just didn't have the pips um the three auxiliary in themselves are, are quite powerful you know especially two of them elite um you know one with the general yeah one well one i think this list is wrong exactly it was competent so don't worry he wasn't a general but what oh, he wasn't included that, okay all right yeah they could actually combine with the legionaries or combine with the cavalry. So I'm trying to give myself flexibility. So the, you know, we, where you've got the first command, you've got four legionaries, two cataphracts. That gives you six wide. If you can find yourself a situation where you want to extend the width with the medium infantry, that can make you nine wide, which I think is really effective. Yeah, um, nine nine's starting to be a big number, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think the idea of the army was to um, have flexibility. The cataphracts could move to support the cavalry to make yourself six cavalry effectively um or you could keep the cataphracts with the legionaries um against against the sassanids it did well apart from some bad dice um it didn't do so well against the other romans because the other romans i found were armored and things like that they just went big on the roman thing yeah, yeah. so how, how did the light artillery do because you had two of them um, you know they're the cool they're the cool new toy that everybody's excited about and two of them you know i'm i'm wondering if you in the light of day having used them five times or you know seven eight nine times with comp with practice games what's your thoughts on two integrated light artillery now would you is that an auto pick or is that an auto drop or is it somewhere uh, in between I, 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 well considering they reduce the enemy to zero you think they'd be hitting more often than not but they aren't no. um and I think that was just a factor of bad dice rolls. Um, they do become a bit of a liability where you get into combat and you have to leave them behind or and you, you're trying to use pips to manoeuvre the weight. So they can end up being four easy points for an opponent. Um, I think I'd take one just to give the threatening fear to the cataphracts opponents and things like that. The only thing they achieved in this competition was shooting one of Julian's medium foot dead. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, they got a great, it's not a great return on 14 points or 18 points, right. 16 points or something, is it? It's they're seven points each. I seven think, um, to be honest, I'd have dropped one of them, um, use the points for rear support for the auxilia, probably. Um, rear supporting the auxilia gives them a bigger chance of surviving in the open against mounted. I think that's a, a really good way of using those points. And what you know, getting that squeezing another auxiliary suited commentatus, the medium sword mediocre in for four points would be really handy. Okay, Richard, what, what's your thoughts looking at this one? Yeah, I, I do think that under version four, all the Romans are a, a lot more playable. Um, they certainly would have been one of the fun things about this competition is only two players could have each army. And I was too late in making my choice, but otherwise I would have gone for for one of the later Roman armies, I think. So I do think that they're excellent. And I do think for the first time, legions are much more playable in against almost any opponents. The 
the bigger change for me, yeah, the integrated light artillery is nice, but it's the missile support removing mounted furious charge. It is a, a really good play balance change in the rules. And I, I, I certainly found all the Romans I played very, very difficult to attack with a cavalry army as opposed to a cataphract army. Um, so I, I do think it's worth thinking about having the, the legionaries armoured. Um, yes, it doesn't make any difference against cataphracts, but as Dave found out, most other heavy infantry are not armoured, and so it really gives you an edge. And it also makes them much tougher against um, skirmisher and, and mounted bow shooting. So, so you're not spending points on a light foot screen in the same way as you might have to if you don't go for the armor. Um, so I think I, my view is you, you start with the legions and you, tr you aim to win with the legions and the, the, ca the cataphracts are very useful. Um, again, I think if you're only going to take two, it's worth making them elite. And then it's having two other commands which are there to deliver your, your main blow ra rather than expecting to... Ex you know, it's the exact opposite of other armies where you might expect to win on the wings and hold in the centre. I think with the Romans, you expect to smash through in the centre and the wings support the center. Uh, but that would just be, that would just be my take. And, and, and because I think so often, as I think Dave was saying, he found his mounted command isn't quite good enough against dedicated people with mounted commands. And, and so you've spent a lot of points, but you still don't have that edge yeah. that you need to, to win um, in a mounted combat. So yeah, and I, th I think that you know certainly I found looking at that mounted wing compared to my mounted wing, the the, the fact that heavy infantry can now move three um, means you can get two or three heavy infantry up to support a mounted wing pretty quickly, and then your four heavy cavalry here. If two of them are neutralized by enemy heavy infantry, you're only playing with two, really, yeah. and, and suddenly it does start to look a bit a bit lightweight. So you, you are a bit neither fish nor fowl. I think there's some really interesting stuff about rear support, making the auxilia something that can actually be have a proper old go in the open. And yeah, that idea of all the... I'm trying to think how many Roman armies I played. I played one um, triumvirate Roman and then a, a, a Palmyran sort of pseudo-Roman army. And the ones that went big on Roman troops, there's, there is just a real quality all of its own of just a big old line of legionaries. It really is a proper thing. I mean, it, it seemed much more effective than, than maybe it had done in the past. So, so interesting. And yeah, interesting stuff on light artillery. I'm, I'm not sure many people came out of it going, brilliant. I definitely need to use two in every competition. Um, and, and the point about how they end up, you know, almost being targets when that first line starts to go down, they're, they're like dragging your camp with you in a way. Um, which you probably wouldn't do if you think about yes. it like that. And I mean, don't, one, don't deploy one, with your light artillery in a field because they only go yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I think I think having one probably is worth it. But yeah. you know, they they only hit uh, on fifteen out of thirty six times, 
And if the other person is elite, they're hitting only 10 out of 36. You know, it... it yeah, it's not going to win the game, is it? No. It isn't. And I, th- I definitely think, except against very specific people, I, I think one's enough. Yeah, okay. All right, well, look, that's that's the Romans done. So then we're into the top three and we're into Mr. Case. So so you trouble the engravers, but um, but only if they put at carving threes on little little plates. Um, so Mr. Case, you took Bosphorans, which um, is an interesting list because it's impetuous heavy cavalry, which used to be the magic bullet against um, against cataphracts, but now cataphracts get impact as well, so they're they're possibly not as good as they were against that, but still against other things. And and you've managed to cook up a list that's got nine, um, I believe, impetuous semi cavalry in it, and and a fascinating one in the second command and four in the first one. And it, it seems straightforward. But talk us through your your list on this one and your list design here. So the the four in the first and third command are also elite. Okay. Yep. Uh, which makes which makes a big difference. That's a big, big so, difference, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Um, so the there's a choice to go early, where you get sort of Greek foot and a command of two, or later where you get Roman foot and a command of three. Mm. And I decided to do that partly because I like the look of four medium sword impact um, to, to go because obviously. The heavy cavalry is great, but it's useless in in uh, terrain. So now they're, got, they're kind of mock mock auxilia, then are they? Or actually, they are. At, at, at that period, the Bosphoran kingdom was a Roman client kingdom, so they were trained and modelled by you know Roman military advisors to to basically be auxilia. Mm. Um, so the design is that you know you put you put the ally um, in the centre with four impetuous elite heavy cavalry and a screen that you can throw forward of bow on on their open wing you have something very similar but with an extra medium cavalry bow to give you something that you've got a bit more control over and then hopefully either one wing or the center is full of terrain and that's where the large command goes um you know, it's got five battle troops and two light foot javelins. So that's seven terrain troops, all of which are pretty handy. And then a little bit of cavalry, a medium cavalry bow and an impetuous heavy cavalry. Just so that if you're facing another pure medium foot, you, you've got something that will give them a hard time as soon as they're in the open. And... The big problem with it all weekend was that out of the five games, the ally was unreliable four of the five games. So Which, yeah, that's that's awkward, isn't it? That's tricky. We, it, it is, and it really because it just slows down. You know, it's not the death knell, and in many cases they were triggered, but often quite late. Um, and I played it always played it quite defensively. I had most of the heavy cavalry starting almost on the baseline. Uh, that works quite well because the whole point is they're, they're very vicious, but a little bit brittle. 
So mm. you want to be able to time your blow uh, and then concentrate and, and, and really pour all of, all of that effort on a narrow frontage. I, I must um, admit, that was my kind of you know, huge first question with, with this list is, are you just ideally racing eight impetuous elite heavy cavalry at someone before they get a chance to react? Or are you doing something slightly cleverer than that with it? Often you are doing that. Sometimes um, you're actually stacking them, you know, three and one or two and two, depending on whether the other guy's got supporting heavy foot with his flanking troops. But you can also redeploy a lot. Um, you know, sometimes four of those heavy cavalry are moving over to support the medium foot sometime. But the point is, with six light horse, and sometimes with the two medium cavalry bows supporting them, you're pushing a screen a long way forward. And then with the rest of the troops, you're able to move from side to side. I was quite often defending, and so quite often I'd have the medium sword quite forward in a plantation ambush. Uh, that worked quite well several times. Um, I was able to beat Julian because I was fortunate because he threw his camels forward a, a bit too early with, with not quite coordinating support. And the eight heavy cavalry beat the six impetuous medium camels just by weight of armor and being elite really True. Mm -hmm. um i came a cropper against dave um really because i was unable to deploy a third of the army until too late in the game and he was able to chew me up at the edges before i got going so i think it is a strong list but it needs very careful play because as i say the the heavy cavalry even though they're armored and elite they're quite brittle and not being able to bowl over heavy swordsmen and medium foot quite as easily, uh, particularly if they're supported, means I, I, I think it's a list that's weaker under version four than version three. I enjoyed playing with it, but I'm not sure I'm going to be in a, in a hurry to play with it again. Yeah. Do you, do you think... Um you know, because obviously this was the first version four competition and people are sounding out rear support and things like that. Did you come away from sort of games against people who could have rear support and let's say Romans for that with people thinking, actually, I should have, like Dave said, I should have spent points on rear support. And then it, once people know what they're doing, they'll spend less on artillery and, and more on rear support and this list will become less effective. Well, no, because, you know, I had a couple of games. The good thing is you're not impetuous against heavy foot. So quite often I would park two or three heavy cavalry in front of Romans and we'd be in a Mexican standoff. He didn't really want to attack me, but mm. I didn't really want to attack him. And often he had more points tied up watching me than I had. Yeah. Beat, you know, so I could then out outman him. So Against, does, the, does the rear support only work then if you stand to receive a charge? Yes. To, yes, fine. Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so you and, can't even wade in with it. Yeah. No. And, and so, and when you attack medium swordsmen with rear support, if you're armoured and elite, you tend to still win, but rather mm. than win, winning at contact, it might take you three rounds. Yep. Um, so, so, but it, but that's where things like the artillery and a few bowmen yeah. uh, 
are needed by those foot to counteract the mounted because the mounted then doesn't like to stand in front of those kind of troops and just be, just shot, be shot yeah no that makes sense okay dave um what, what do you think of this one how uh, what's um, your thought on it I, I really quite like it. I think it's quite flexible. Um, you, although you've got a low command control, you've only got an initiative of three, as long as you get the pips, and I understand Richard saying that you didn't get it with the ally. Um, but then the ally can just sit there to some extent. But Richard's right, the, the, the secret with this army is manoeuvre with the cavalry and use the medium foot to try and win you the game, I think. Um, and also you've got plenty of light horse. I think it's a really flexible army, depending on getting pips to some extent. Is this very... one of those where you, you're deploying your heavy cavalry on the baseline rather than on the starting line almost all the yes. time? Yes, or... well, I, I tend to deploy it maybe two in yeah. rather than five in so that, you, you know, if your light horse is seven in, you can still wheel the formation behind the light horse screen. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think that's really so... good. And there's one thing it's I'd almost say. the um it's almost this the return of the the dbm right gate patrician roman was that your kind of in the back of your mind when you're putting this together or because in deep in adlg you've just got less time to do that often yes. to, to redeploy things i mean it, 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 it in i was looking for an army with impact cavalry but in in, a, in the western world there isn't one in this period hmm. so this was as close to it as i could get so it is it is being a a you know a stepish type army um where you're doing that where your your light horse is there to maybe do a few hits but it's really there to give your heavy cavalry the space to double move because you're keeping the enemy fall away from your your heavies while once the enemy is deployed if he's got heavy foot he's usually more committed than you are and so you can then manoeuvre. Uh, and quite often, you know, I was able to skirmish a third of the enemy's forces out of the game. It's just the classic game of concentration, basically. Yeah, yeah. with the impetuous elite. Okay. And, and they either work or they don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, is it sort of supported heavy foot is kind of the nemesis of this army then? Because I also came across quite a few elephants as well, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not worried by elephants because I dismount as impetuous armoured heavy spear. And quite honestly, right. I, I, I'm quite happy to have a go at that. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have to. I didn't have the opportunity to dismount once. Um, it, I, I think it's. I think as long as you're careful with it, it's it, it's a pretty good army. I think. Um, I, I didn't face any all medium foot type armies where I think this would be, a, you know, um, a real rock to their scissors. Um, but as, as I say, it's it, its problem is if somebody else has a large army and they they can box you in, you know, then then you can get ground down because it's it's all about trying to break through quickly. I mean, yeah. I, when I was playing against Paul, Paul Dawson, he, he almost managed to close a wing down with his heavy foot sort of supporting his heavy cavalry. But I was, I was just able to squeeze through in time. But again, you sit in front of the Romans with, with the impetuous, with four elites 
impetuous heavy cavalry and the Roman doesn't really fancy his chances at taking you on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting um, third place list. This means war. So we're now into the second place competition finisher. And this is Dave Allen, who was leading the competition, this sort of cataphracty competition with quite a cataphracty Parthian army. I think he did well to nip in, nip in early doors and grab this one. And um, so his list was a surreally small, um, and we think this is the correct list. We're, we're not entirely sure, but it's pretty damn close. Um, so there's a light foot bow and a cataphract elite general. That's your... I'm deploying this first and not telling you anything because um, I'm clever. Uh, first command. Then a competent general with the two camel fracks, two medium swordsmen, two bowmen, two light horse, two light foot. Um, so that's a, I, I guess, well, two camel fracks is still quite a thing. And then you're throwing five cataphracts into the final command, um, three of them elite, two medium cavalry bow, two light horse bow, and a, a light foot bow as well. So this is very much eight um camel fracks and cataphracts isn't it which is just a big number it's it's a lot of the table covered by by cataphract shaped things um i don't know dave do you want to start us off um talking about this one well i, I think you're right about i mean it's become a bit of a fashion to have a micro command as i call it with a general included in some this has gone to the utmost, utmost extreme by just having two units in it. Um, but that's, I'd see that's job is just to go chasing around the table, manoeuvring to try and get round flanks and having the pips to do it. Um, I guess the brilliant general with the mass of cataphracts is the sort of command which uh, holds the most of the table and splits into two commands and uses the medium cavalry and the light cavalry as a separate command. That's good. One thing I see in this, which I think is really clever, is I'm thinking Rich, uh, Dave Allen's thinking about having using brush because then he can put his camel fracks and his medium sword together through terrain. So yes. if he in the desert or something like that, I was, I'm just trying to look at the list. He, he can't choose to have desert in Parthian, can he? No, I'm just trying to think which list you get or which terrain types you get brush in. Um, um, you get them in. That's Forest, it. mountains, steppe, and desert. All right, so that's a reasonable spread then, isn't it? You could choose to attack people bizarrely in in forest, but there might be some people you can attack in steppe and desert as well. Uh, which, which that really does that, that's, that second art command with the camel fracks, the medium sword, the bowmen. That's a really, really powerful um, rough terrain command if you've got the opportunity. Um, yeah, no, that really rocks, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's completely reliant on the cataphracts, but in this competition, there wasn't much to really scare the cataphracts. All right, the Seleucids have got decent elephants, but most of the elephant, other elephants in the competition were mediocre in the Roman armies and things like that. So those you know, two when, those two camel fracks give you the edge against other cataphracts as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So I think they're they're the secret weapon of this command, which is you know which is what Inyaki used the Arameans because there used to be three that's been reduced to two to sort of thin that army down. Um, I think it's actually got, considering its command is only three, it's got actually got quite a bit of flexibility in it, actually, weirdly enough. And I think that micro command actually adds to its flexibility. 
Yeah, and I think actually it should be four medium ca- medium cavalry bow. Yeah. So. Okay. Wow. Okay, that's even um, even more. So similar. yeah, I mean, as you say, it's very much uh, uh, you know one one quite wide and capable list um, for the open half of the table. A vicious terrain one, as long as it's as long as it doesn't have to play. Um, on planes where there's no brush um, and a micro command it's it is on the smallish side of things and that's its only vulnerability and obviously if if somebody's able to bring to bear shooting against the medium cavalry bow they can be a bit vulnerable yeah but But four of them four of them is quite a lot isn't it you know unless you're armored sassanids that you've yes that's quite a lot to um to start shooting at especially if they're screened Yes. Yeah. No, that's two big commands. And and no matter what happens, I guess your first command is going down first and telling the opponent nothing at all. Then your second command, that's probably going down second and aiming at terrain because that's where it's going to go, isn't it? There's not yeah. anywhere else for that to go. So you're deploying almost all of your army um, last and in its two commands in one so even how you deploy that command is pretty pretty flexible you know which which goes left which goes right do they mix up all sorts of different you can even use cataphracts and cavalry together as a yes. sort of anti-cavalry kind of weird combo and use two two different commands there as well so so that's that's pretty solid but it, it is all about how many cataphracts can i fit in this list and the answer is eight i think it creates another question which was interesting in this competition is up till now with version three, almost every time you play, you, if you win the initiative, you, you elect to attack and try to get the jump on the other person. And you mean, it means you get to see the opponent's army. Mm. I think, interesting enough, the changes somewhere, I don't know how this has quite happened, but it's made defending in your own initiative much more... Um, see, that, that's something I felt... Well, you know, my, my army was very rough terrain dependent but no i definitely found partly through hobson's choice that defending felt like a real choice actually this time yeah i've I've definitely i mean i made i thought hard about playing julian's army because i knew i was playing it on sunday morning Hmm. and one of the choices i decided to take was to defend you know if i won the initiative was to defend in my own choice of terrain and when it came to it i went no go with a version three tactic and attack yeah. and it was a mistake it was a thorough mistake yeah interesting all right then well look you've you've mentioned julian so let's let's crack on and and look at the final top place list this means war So look, we're here with the top place list, and I think this is a bit of a head scratcher. Now, am I correct in thinking both? Well, I am correct. Both of you managed to play it. Um, obviously, I was never highly enough placed to do so, but you guys will have seen this and seen how it works. And and this is the one that, and it was Blemmy or Nobardes, and we believe it's Nobardes. Um, I guess. Um, yes. Yeah, very definitely. So the camels are impetuous. The camels impetuous. So that's what it's about, really. You've got one command, six warriors on camels, medium camelry impetuous, two medium spearmen, two bowmen. So that's 10 in, in one command. And then two almost identical commands, um, two heavy cavalry, 
two medium cavalry, two medium spearmen, two bowmen, a light foot bow, and a light horse javelin in one. And then the other one's got one heavy cavalry, two medium spearmen, two bowmen, light horse javelin, light foot bow. So there's nothing elite in it. Um, there's no heavy foot in it. It's using heavy spearmen. Those, I'll call them flanking commands, the two near identical commands have basically got three or four. Well, actually, no, one's got four and one heavy cavalry, medium cavalry and lights. The other one's got one and one, so it's almost nothing. And then they seem to have two medium spearmen and two bowmen. And and the main command's got two medium spearmen. How the hell does this work, really? How does this look effective? Well, it, I, I think partly it's, I think it was Napoleon's quip about, you know, quantity has a quality all of its own. Um, so you don't have much command and control, um, but it's very big and it's pretty manoeuvrable apart from the impetuous camels. So against my mainly mounted army, you know, the, the, the foot is alternating, be a spear, bow, spear, bow. And in one command, it's backed up by enough mounted that if it's facing a pure medium foot command, it can boss it. Um, and equally, the shooting helps it boss an opponent's mounted command. And if it's facing enemy heavy foot, it can just lurk in terrain. So your, your, your problem is, is getting, I think each of the elements are quite easy to beat if you can get at it. And if you can get at it in terrain that suits you and not your opponent, but doing that is quite hard. Yeah, so I suppose if you count bowmen as combat troops, you've actually got a frontage of, of 23 things which are not light in yes. this army, which, yes. is, which is the whole bloody table, really, isn't it? Um, it, it just fills the whole thing. So was, was this about medium spearmen being better no. how much of that is this a, a factor no, no. or was this just sheerly about numbers and you're fighting a, a mattress and you're sort of getting squished into it it's, it's just a delivery system for the camels really well except that the camels the camels will often not win you know the camels will not beat heavy foot they will they will often not beat good mounted you know cataphracts or good cavalry will normally beat the camels but the camels tend to mesmerize you because they're large and they throw out that panic effect uh, but you know their job is to pin the center of the enemy while the two flanks overwhelm you and if if, if you're lucky with the camels great but i but you know i won because i destroyed the camels yes before my flanks were overwhelmed. That's my point. This is a delivery system for the camels. The camels are going to win you the game. It, no, I think it's the opposite. I think the camels yeah. will usually lose you the game. The camels are there to fix a large amount of the enemy's centre, which often has some of his best troops, while your large flank commands overwhelm. You know, if you're facing up to five in your opponent's flank or whatever, you're not normally overwhelming them um so i i think it's i think it's a very strong list and it's it you know you don't have to you have to be quite clever to design it but once it's designed i think you can play it quite conservatively and be successful 
Um, but it, it only a lot of it isn't quick kill. And so mm. it's winning on attrition by having a, a battle frontage of 23. So, so Richard, that sounds like a, a story of your game against it. Dave, what was what was your game against it like? How did it play in that game? I think my first mistake was to attack it, thinking, oh, I can get the jump and I'll get to see where his army I Richard very kindly warned me the camels were coming down the centre. That was fairly obvious. Um, I thought that my cavalry command was not strong enough to take on the camels, even with the backup of the cataphracts. And I was hoping to sort of combine that with a medium foot. He, he negated my medium foot, as Richard says, by weight of numbers on one flank. I then, when I tried to manoeuvre the cavalry, I just didn't, I didn't, I threw lots of ones and didn't have pips for it. Um, I did get it out at one point. I did get my legionaries in front of the camels, but then there's only four legionaries fighting six camels, and he was able to hit with two camels while the other four went down the centre of the table past. And that, you know, he used that to take the camp and take my light foot out, my light horse out of the game. Um, he threw a six on the terrain to remove a very large plantation. If that had been on the table, that would have been... My plan was to sort of try and fill the table with plantations and fields, which the camels don't work in. And then I thought, my legionaries can go through a field and still take on medium infantry. Okay, I lose a factor, but I, I don't mind... You know, it's, it's yeah. the same thing with impetuous heavy foots and legionaries. They're still good enough in terrain to fight other troops. That was my plan. Um, yeah. Giving him the initiative, giving him the, the terrain choice was the wrong move because what he did was say, right, I'm going to take the two plantations, make them really tiny, take two fields, make them really tiny. And that negated my ability to, you know, stop him, stop his camels with terrain, which was my mm. mistake. Because Julian's um, notes that he posted on Facebook was saying that the terrain is largely irrelevant, which yes. suggests that it is about numbers. And then um, that the counter, the countermeasure to the list is is just to basically barrel down one third of the table or a half on the table and just punch it really hard and just yeah. use its width and its unmaneuverability against it. So you know, playing it, do you think that would have worked with, with your yeah. army if you'd just concentrated and just gone for one piece of it really hard? If I if that was that was my plan as well, but because he removed that piece of terrain, that I, I ended up with nowhere completely safe for my medium infantry to hide in. So I, I ended up putting him on one, one side where there was terrain, and then he could gang up with a larger command on it. So he negated but, my medium infantry. But maybe that's a question about support, then, isn't it? Yeah, that's about exactly. 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 Yeah. If infantry had had support, they could probably have taken on the camels to some extent. Or any of his cavalry, really, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it allows those medium infantry to operate in the open. Well, maybe that's... Um, so if we look at all these things then, sort of our our version four learnings then, um, working backwards, that probably is one. Um, support is definitely worth the points. Um, integrated artillery, probably not. Um, certainly not two of them. Um, the... The cheaper cost of medium swordsmen uh, definitely isn't a game breaker, I, I don't think. Um, defending, I think both all three of us seem to think that defending is more of a viable option now than it was for some reason. Whether that's the terrain rules or or something else that we've not quite put our finger on, is that, is that are those all fair points to say so far? Hundred percent. Yes. Real yeah. support is an absolute no-brainer now. Yeah. 
Um, Any other um, things that you're thinking sort of, you know, V4 out of these five lists that we've looked at that are kind of interesting? Uh, I, I think my, my one of my points is, whereas I, when I've ever played with version three and even this competition, I've ended up using a cavalry wing, an infantry wing and a medium. But I think that's what I call the French way of playing, to have mixed commands with heavy foot. With I, Now in reflection, I'd probably take the Romans without a cavalry wing, but put some of the cavalry into other commands, stiffen up the medium foot with a couple of cavalry, maybe. Put one cavalry with the lead to me just to spin out. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, and I, I think there's probably... I don't know, it sort of feels like listening to all of these that there's more of a role for a couple of bowmen now to if there if rear support is going to mean that there's some some more Mexican standoffs, possibly there is a role for a bowman with infantry as well, just to break those standoffs. Whereas before the cavalry would just have a punt at something, perhaps a bit more. I think and I think it'll be particularly interesting when you bring in the Eastern armies or the later armies where you can have crossbows or longbows to negate some of the benefit of the heavy armor um, for things like cataphracts and heavy knights. Um, yeah. I, I, no. I think definitely. I, I, and, and guess what? That drives you to more historical compositions of, you know, heavy spears, which are, may, or, may or may not be supported, backed up by some missile power with some mounted with them. So uh, that's what I think is good because the, the rules now drive you towards more historical orders of battle. Yes, agree with yeah, that. no, that's, that's got to be a win, hasn't it? For sure. Okay. Well, look, I think on, um, on that note, we've run through five lists in in fairly short order, um, which is good. Had a look at the ones which have done well, the ones which have not done so well, picked up a few version four hints. So um, um, some of these things, I guess, will be tested in the next competition. Well, no, there's a, there's a competition actually up in Scotland this weekend coming, which I think has got a slightly broader thing. Then there's Entoyment, which some of us are doing down in Bournemouth in, in a few weeks time as well. So it's all interesting. It's all, it's all change. It's all pretty positive change and some new stuff coming out so i think on that note we will we will let you go back to um to reading the rules um and reading the lists and flicking them over and i wonder who's going to be the first person to wear out their army list book and need to buy a second copy but um we'll leave you on that note and um, we will see you again for another list podcast soon so goodbye everybody goodbye excellent as well so um we can't remember how we do this um you're, you're in a theater on your screen Tim. i am yes yeah this is just to, to make it a bit more exciting now that we're back at doing this um, <laughs> it, there's all sorts of options so here i am um so three two one
we really have one cataphract and one light foot together? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's taking micro commands to a new um, absurd level. <laughs>